Hey, um, we're going to move pretty quickly to through the things today because uh, the ultimate thing, one of the things we want to do this afternoon is actually spend time praying together. Um, so just to kind of catch up to where we're at um, is showed this picture, a really bad version of this picture last time. Uh, and what we wanted to talk about was us, what are the key things? What are the things that we want to be known as as a church? Not for the sake of knowing, but actually this is who God's designed us to be. Uh, a lot of it is not necessarily like, oh, that's really radical. That's the bread and butter. This is what God has created as a church for us to be. And so that's the whole DNA conversation we talked about. Uh, we talked about us being a Christ-centered church last time. And today we're going to look at that we're a prayerful church. Alan, can you just squeeze the next button? Because my little click is not working today. So just that arrow in the bottom right. Bottom right. Nope, that's not the bottom right. But the bottom right is on the keyboard. Yeah, there we go, mate. Thank you. That works or not? You might just have to unclick the... You can tell iPad owners because they always go for the screen. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. So um, we're going to be spending our time in there. So with that in mind, uh, yeah, we are looking for volunteers, Alan. So, okay. Uh, Let me begin by praying, um, and then we'll jump into it. Uh, Father, we want to thank you for this time together, and I thank you for my brothers and sisters here. Uh, Pray for those who weren't able to make it. We pray that either way we'll get to know you more and love you more. Uh, Thank you so much for Carl's honesty and challenge to us today. Um, Pray that as we consider these things, as we consider what it means to be a prayerful church, um, that you would lead this time for your glory. In your name. Amen. So, uh, what I want to begin with is probably uh, make the statement, um, we're a prayerful church. That's not going to be anything new in that every church is meant to be a prayerful church. Any church that declares um, that um, we believe in Jesus and the gospel, a Christ-centered church is meant to be a prayerful church. The other thing as well is prayer is not unique just to the Christian faith. So, there are many religions who have prayer. Uh, The distinct difference is that who we pray to. Uh, and prayer is something that other religions also practice. They have disciplines about it. Uh, they have ways of prayer. They have all these kind of things. Distinct differences because who we're praying to is the big difference. That prayer is who we are as a church. And that's what we want to be known as, as a prayerful church. So what I want us to kind of discuss first is uh, probably just around next to each other and just simply ask, answer this question. What is prayer? What would you define prayer as? Go for it. Go. Discuss to each other. So, what is prayer? Who wants to chip in their thoughts? You can work it out. <laughs> Concerning coming from one of the pastors, but yeah. Communication with God. Communication with God. Yep. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Anytime. Anywhere. Yep. I don't know if you're all Trinitarian on you. 
communication with God, mediated by Christ, with utterances from the Spirit. That's what Yeah. We said it's uh, uniting, like this morning, Kate and Beth were saying how mm. they feel very supported knowing the people are praying for you mm. so it's, it's yep. nice Christians yep. yeah. good you ask? yeah it's a way of strengthening the relationship with God when I get to know Michelle better we, we talk a lot mm-hmm. um, I think it's similar to God mm-hmm. well you listen a lot it's good well, I mean, these are all good uh, explanations about it. Um, but w- so one of the things, I guess, um, with prayer, um, probably more in the Western context, is that we tend to make it just about us, um, which is not a bad thing, because God says to come pray, and as you pray, they're all good things. But sometimes it becomes about more inward-looking uh, than outward. Uh, and when we're talking about us as a, being a prayerful church... It's also about the big picture. It's about going a bit more outward, uh, not just inward stuff. And what do I mean by that? So there's three things I want us to consider. There's this whole idea of it's become more and more popular in our day and age called spiritual renewal or revival. Um, has anyone heard those terms before? Yep. So, Alan, can you press that arrow again? Yeah, thanks, mate. <clears throat> Right, so there's three views when it comes to renewal or revival, um, but one of the marks is prayer is always the key thing. So there's one view, that's the charismatic or Pentecostal view of notional revival, which sees revivals as essentially the addition of extraordinary operation of the Holy Spirit, miracles, healings, prophecy, revelations. The other one is popular fundamentalist view, that's more conservative view. The revivals are simply, especially vigorous season of evangelistic activity, a revival is taken to mean an evangelistic crusade or a city-wide mission. And finally, the popular secular view, and this is so non-Christians who particularly say that revivals are primitive, they are emotionally cataract events occurring among uneducated people subject to psychological manipulation by evangelists. All right, so these definitions are from a training that I've done, the leadership training, and about uh, what they call um, kingdom prayer in churches. And that's what we're going to explore a little bit about what it means for us to be a prayerful church, to consider that. Any questions or comments on this pushback? That's what the fundamentalist view is, it, or is it only associated with an evangelistic event? Traditionally, it's probably, it's probably a, um, what's the word? A big sort of covering statement. Would you see? Yeah. I mean, these are all generalistic points of view. Yeah. Just keep them in mind. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Yep. Okay. Let's keep moving then. I was going to say, I think another one of the spoken of, sometimes you'll hear these stories of it, and they use the term revival as when the church just. So it's uh, it's not necessarily the evangelism and, and, and a lot of conversions that come from it or or manifestations of the spirit yeah. uh, of, of that nature, but but that, that actually at the heart of it starts a time of repentance and, mm-hmm. and prayer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have that spirit to the top of the Okay. So just jump in any time, okay? Um, so, I guess what, one of the verses that you saw at the start was Ephesians 6.18. Can someone look it up for me and just read it out loud? What's that saying, you think? Constant. Yeah. There's no limit. Like, all kinds of prayers and requests. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Bringing everything before God. From all occasions. Yeah. It's a real outward focusing alert, always keep going. Praying for all the things. So there's a. Yep. It's not, it's not just about yourself. No. Not that you can't pray for yourself, but there's a real outward lookingness mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Yep. So, one of the key things to remember is, is so it's, there's no like some, you know, one of the key teachings is when the disciples come and ask Jesus or teach us how to pray, and Jesus gives teaching on it. Um, Part of the thing, though, in, in knowing Christ is the assumption is you pray. Um, it's just part of your life. And in Ephesians, in particular, as we talked about in Ephesians, as we went through it as a church, uh, this is part of the marks of a follower of Christ, is that you pray. Um, it's not a, oh, now I need to keep trying. It's, it's part of the normal uh, expression of who we are. So as a church goes and being Christ-centered, then that should hopefully drive us to go, Oh, we're dependent on this great saviour of ours and we need to pray. We bring with all supplicate, all manners like for the saints um, and for the advance of the gospel. That's the idea of a kingdom prayer mindset corporately. It's to further the gospel go inward into us and outward into the world that we live in uh, to keep that in mind. Any comments or thoughts? So keep moving. things I want us to consider as we continue this conversation about being a church that we're about prayer. Alan, do you want to just click for us? <clears throat> what is prayer? Um, one thing I want to just put before is this idea of being focused on God's presence and kingdom. What do I mean by that? Uh, there's a great um, uh, author by the name of Jack Miller. He talks about the difference between maintenance and frontline prayer meetings. So this is now I'm talking about corporate, right? So it's not just individual, there's a church community. Maintenance prayer meetings are short, mechanical, and totally focused on physical. Personally, it's inside the church. But frontline prayer has three basic traits. 
a request for grace to confess sins and are humble ourselves, a compassion and zeal for the flourishing of the church, and a yearning to know God, to see his face and see his glory. That's the kind of premise. So this idea of being focused on God's present kingdom, it's not just an inward thing. It's actually we want to see expanded. That's what we want to see as a church when we talk about us being a prayerful church. Second thing, it's bold and specific. Um, the whole idea of revivals and throughout history talks about this fervent idea of um, seeing God's presence um, being captured in people's hearts and it's being spread out in his presence and glory being shown to the world around. Um, and the whole idea is then to, to come before a big God. So we talk about this idea that, yes, God is good and great mighty, but do we come with big requests? Or are we a bit little... Time it down and begin. So, because of who we see God as. So, as a church, we, as we grow in Christ's sentiments, we see God in His majesty and glory. Hopefully, that should stir our hearts to go, God, we want to see you really reach this area, see you reach our workplace. Do we pray in such a way? That's the whole idea of this um, bold and specific. Um, and the idea, but it's prevailing and corporate. When it talks about being. Um, prayer is what we want to be known as a church. Uh, we don't want to just sort of do sort of sporadic prayer alone. It's actually just becomes part of our DNA. It's just normal. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so the whole idea is not just be sporadic or, or brief, but it's this whole idea we just talked about pray without ceasing. Pray long, pray hard. Uh, and we'll find the very process is bringing about uh, what we're asking for, to have our hard hearts so it's inward thing, melted, to tear down the barriers and to have the glory of God break through. That's the whole idea of sustained prayer. So it needs to be persistent. Yep. Comments? Thoughts? How often do you pray? You have this group that you pray for, people you pray for, and you feel like you're making a difference because God knows what you're talking When it comes to praying for governments or what's happening in the US, you kind of think, Any other thoughts, comments? Part of that helps the second part, then being bold. 
uh, who are we praying to, it's God that we're praying to, he's the one who knows, he knows their needs, he knows what he wants within his own kingdom too. Yeah. So to be bold to be specific, and you know, I think something we need to step out a little bit and be as a church. And it's walking through people as well as leaders and, and shepherding and encouraging, whether if it's at home or anywhere, that no is still an answer. Um, I think, um, yeah, we just struggle with that. Um, but when God says no, it's still an answer. Yeah, and it, his love is still involved in that. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Alan, one more click for us, mate. You are. I think Brent will. Yeah, Brent will definitely be talking to you afterwards. Um, so one of the key things that we talked about as an eldership, as a leadership team, uh, was what does that actually look like? And here, this is so. This is not necessarily about just the individual one-on-one. This is the big corporate sort of idea. So we wanted to put this into place. Uh, God willing, starting particularly in the next year. We're talking about we want to be a prayerful church. So what does that look like? Well, we want to have at least two yearly prayer weeks. Um, February and the end of October were the two uh, suggestions. Uh, we want to have regular um, uh, prayer that's encouraged and modelled in small groups weekly. So that's going to be the key thing will be in your small group's life where you're praying for one another, encouraging each other, praying for others. Um, and then keeping on getting better on Sunday gatherings uh, that we both model and lead prayer on Sunday mornings. Not just to be praying for our own needs here, but for the kingdom. So the other things, like for example, today, uh, Carl talked about euthanasia. Later on, I was thinking, oh, we should have, I should have done better in doing a prayer time for those who are in the health profession, and we get them up and pray for them specifically. We'll sort of that next week, but yeah. Uh, then three times a year, ministry leadership prayer huddles. So three times a year, we're just going to commit to gathering all the leadership team together and just praying um, for each other. Um, wanted to put that there and we're going to send this out again but then also if you've got any thoughts and suggestions uh, considerations please send us through um, like we've said about the eldership team is that we want to hear from you as well so if you've got any things that you want to suggest about prayer times or prayer things please let us know um, yep. any thoughts or questions I mean, when we do the first ones that's actually quite good. And that's the breakfast ones we're talking about. Uh-huh. We, yeah. We're open we to it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm just shooting from the hip here, but if it's something that's definitely going to be promoted, and I actually have a view that it should be done on a Sunday. Okay. Randomly, but yeah. um, targeted, but, but it's very uncomfortable for some people uh-huh. to train in a small group. Uh-huh. But I think if it's witnessed... Uh-huh. Not everyone gets a chance to talk. Yeah. But I think if it's very much part of the the service you mean? Yeah. Us? Yeah. yeah. If it's a culture that you're trying to bring in, yeah. then I think it would be something yeah. that would be it doesn't have to be a lot. Yeah, no, it's good. There are times that there's an element of surprise <laughs> Sure. We'll just say Russell told us. Yeah, but just pause and then join. Yeah. Yeah. That's there good. may be very, very many that don't corporately get together and yep. do it, but I think when people do do it, that's what most people do. Yep. There's actually a, a refreshing yep. thing to either listen in on. Yeah, we'll get a chance to talk. I was just going to say the second point too, Russell, is that I don't feel comfortable myself of being in that group. I may maybe silently, but listening, because some may not have even been in that scenario before, if they're new Christians or not in a small group or something too. So yeah. Lots of that. Yeah. 
That's helpful. And that's something similar to that was something I really appreciate in a previous church. I think it might be one of those things that little churches have as students. We can do something impromptu, but uh, in that church, open forty or fifty people. Um, most weeks, the minister will lead and mm. invite people to stand up and pray. So I really value it. Yep. Um, but uh, the bigger the church gets, it can get a little bit tricky. I think the broken might be good. So if you find that you've done it, some people, you know, hold back, but then the more you expose people to that, the more familiar they become. So the competitiveness of, you know, oh, we've done this before, we can not <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. But I actually I do like that too. I, I think that you you do have to be aware of, of the congregation who's there and, and who's likely to stand up here. And mm. uh, I think there was one situation again, probably about uh, ten years ago where a lady stood up and she obviously wasn't Christian, but she was praying anyway. And it was what she was praying was like all over the place. It wasn't right, and so you probably wouldn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think there's uh, situations where you may be able to ask certain people within the congregation to pray, and you go to those people. And that might be one way of getting so that people get a bit of an idea of stuff that you have as to what that is. And it doesn't mean that to be great in eloquence of how they pray, because I, I don't think it's great to hear people who are not eloquent yes. with their voice and prayer too you know, to understand that. But, you know, I think there's some value in and hearing from a number of people as they pray within our fellowship. Mm. That's so helpful. Um, the other thing also just to keep in mind, something simple is, is we spend time to be together with people after tea and coffee. Uh, and if it's appropriate, if someone's sharing something with you, um, I just encourage you maybe to say, can I pray for you now? Um, if it's appropriate, it just creates a culture of, hey, this is normal, because that's comfortable for you and for them uh, as well. So I want us to spend some time in prayer. If it, um, I guess a lot of the things that I was putting this together is the Spirit of the Lord has to grab people's heart and see the value and importance and their dependence on prayer. Um, because prayer can become something just sort of a religious thing that we do. You know, it's the magic wand that we wave, and if I say a prayer a particular way, this is how it's going to happen. Um, or this reality that, no, we are people who are Christ-centered. We're dependent on prayer because we want to see God's name glorified, both in our lives and our church and the world that we live in. Um, so that's why we pray. We want to see that happen. Um, so we can, why don't we do this? We'll split up in a couple of groups and just pray, um, pray for each other. But pray for the church, pray for God's glory and then for one another. Um, this is something I was uh, exposed to when I was in New York. Um, I just want to read this to you. Talking about praying for renewal in your church. Um, this might be some things you want to consider. Uh, first, pray that your church grabs its own vision in a new way. Take time to thank God for your church, for what has been done in your life and what has been doing in the lives of others in our community. Ask God to help you better understand and grasp what he's calling you to do to reach this city that we're part of. 
and then pray uh, for the different groups, like the small groups, outreach ministries, that people will go to a deeper appreciation of the gospel and live out this truth. Uh, secondly, pray that your services, you know, very, we're a very Sunday sort of focused church at the moment. So know that when people come on Sundays as we gather, that the gospel is preached very clearly and hearts are transformed. Um, and it will be very evident as they hear God's word preached. Uh, thirdly, pray that your seasons and uh, services of prayer would not just be a passing program, uh, but would signal a greater emphasis on the, and practice of corporate prayer within our church. And fourthly, um, know as leaders, uh, we've all been given this office um, that we all call to pray. Uh, it's not an option. Uh, that's our call for all of us. So why don't we do that now? Let's spend some time together in prayer in small groups and then... Um, I'll wrap up at some point. Um, try to record them so they're going to be on file. Um, Aiden's going to make them available. Um, just some entry points with prayer. Obviously, a small group, definitely on Sundays as we gather together, um, praying for one another. There's also prayer time on Fridays. Uh, if you haven't been to it, I, I would, if you can, I would encourage you to go. It's a great opportunity to pray for people, particularly their focus is people who don't know Jesus, and that's been great to see them doing that. Um, so, yeah, let me pray for us, and we'll wrap up. Um, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that we can come to you anytime, anywhere. Um, we can come with great joy and happiness, or with great challenges and, and trials that we might be in. We thank you this is only possible because of your Son. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are a great high priest, that you are a mediator, that we can come to you with our problems, our challenges. Um, and we pray that you will change us to do that each day. We thank you that we can groan. We sometimes in that don't even have to use, use words. Sometimes use your word or say things out of frustration and challenge. You, you're a God who wants that kind of conversation. So teach us to pray, Lord. We thank you, model that, Lord Jesus, and you live that out on our behalf. Please empower us to do that through your Spirit. Lord, I think about our own city. Uh, I think about the 11,000 people that call uh, city Maroonda, and then, uh, uh, yeah, a few more thousand that call uh, Yarra Rangers home. Uh, Lord, we pray against the enemy as works in effect. Um, we think of the... Um, a lot of the domestic violence and the challenges that are facing our local police in that, uh, in regards to uh, marijuana and uh, the growth of ice addiction, particularly in our area in Maroondah. We think about the gambling and the stuff that's going on, Lord, uh, even just down the road here. Uh, Lord, you've placed us in this area not just to um, be here and on this property but actually to be your ambassadors to be a salt and light sent out give us your heart for the lost um, help us to pray boldly and help us to join in your kingdom work in the city uh, we pray that people will come to know you uh, people in our own lives family members work colleagues um, wherever you've placed us uh, and in our own very neighbours here at Canary Gardens Lord we pray this to your glory and to your end. In Jesus' name, amen.